When you get thirsty, feel free to go and drink from the water bucket that the servants have filled. She dropped to her knees and then bowed her face to the ground. How does this happen? That you should pick me out and treat me so kindly. Me, a foreigner. Boaz answered her. I've heard all about you. Heard about the way you treated your mother-in-law after the death of your husband and how you left your father and mother in the land of your birth and have come to live among a bunch of total strangers. God reward you well for what you've done and with a generous bonus besides from God to whom you've come seeking protection under his wings. She said, Oh, sir, such grace, such kindness. I don't deserve it. You've touched my heart, treated me like one of your own, and I don't even belong here. At the lunch break, Boaz said to her, Come over here, eat some bread, dip it in the wine. So she joined the harvesters. Boaz passed the roasted grain to her. She ate her fill and even had some left over. When she got up to go back to work, Boaz ordered his servants, let her glean where there's still plenty of grain on the ground. Make it easy for her. Better yet, pull some of the good stuff out and leave it for her to glean. Give her special treatment. Ruth gleaned in the field until evening. When she threshed out what she had gathered, she ended up with nearly a full sack of barley. She gathered up her gleanings, went back to town, and showed her mother-in-law the results of her day's work. And she gave her leftovers. Oh, and she gave her the leftovers from her lunch. Naomi asked her, So where did you glean today? Whose field? God bless whoever it was that took such good care of you. Ruth told her mother-in-law, The man with whom I work today, his name is Boaz. Naomi said to her daughter-in-law, Why, God bless that man. God hasn't quite walked out on us after all. He still loves us in bad times as well as good. Naomi went on. That man, Ruth, is one of our circle of covenant redeemers, a close relative of ours. Ruth, the Moabites, Ruth, the Moabites, said, Well, listen to this. He has told me, he also told me, stick with my workers until my harvesting is finished. Naomi said to Ruth, that's wonderful, dear daughter. Do that. You'll be safe in the company of his young women. No danger now of being raped in some stranger's field. So Ruth did it. She stuck close to Boaz's young women, gleaning in the field daily until both the barley and the wheat harvesting were finished. And she continued living with her mother-in-law.
still May 24th, 2023, 8.06 p.m. I'm still reading Ruth. I gotta know what happens. <laughs> and now this is Ruth 3, page 293. One day, her mother-in-law, Naomi, said to Ruth, My dear daughter, isn't it about time I arranged a good home for you so you can have a happy life? And isn't Boaz our close relative, the one with whose young women you've been working? Maybe it's time to make our move. Tonight is the night of Boaz's barley harvest at the threshing floor. Take a bath, put on some perfume, get all dressed up, and go out to the threshing floor. But don't let him know you're there until the party is well underway and he's had plenty of food and drink. When you see him slipping off to sleep, watch where he lies down and go there. Lie at his feet to let him know that you are available to him for marriage. Then wait and see what he says. He'll tell you what to do. Ruth said, If you say so, I'll do it, just as you told me. She went down to the threshing floor and put her mother-in-law's plan into action. Boaz had a good time, eating and drinking his fill. He felt great. Then he went off to, to get some sleep, lying down at the end of a stack of barley. Ruth quietly followed. She lay down to signal her availability for marriage. In the, be in the middle of the night, the man was suddenly startled and sat up. Surprise, this woman asleep at his feet. And he said, and who are you? She said, I am Ruth, your maiden. Take me under your protection wing, your protecting wing. You're my close relative, you know. In the circle of covenant redeemers, you do have the right to marry me. He said, God bless you, my dear daughter. What a splendid expression of love. And you could have your pick of any of the young men around. And now, my dear daughter, don't worry about a thing. I'll, I'll do all you could want or ask. Everybody in town knows what a courageous woman you are. A real pride. You're right. I am a close relative to you, but there is one even closer that I am. So stay the rest of the night. <clears throat> In the morning, if he wants to exercise his customary rights and responsibilities as the closest covenant redeemer, he'll have his chance. But if he isn't interested, as God lives, I'll do it. Now go back to sleep until morning. What? Ruth slept at his feet until dawn, but she got up while it was still dark and wouldn't be recognized. Then Boaz said to himself, No one must know that Ruth came to the threshing floor. So Boaz said, Bring the shawl you're wearing and spread it out. She spread it out, and he poured it full of barley, six measures, and put it on her shoulders. Then she went back to town. When she came to her mother-in-law, Naomi asked, 
And how did things go, my dear daughter? Ruth told her everything that the man had done for her, adding, and he gave me all this barley besides, six quarts. He told me, you can't go back empty-handed to your mother-in-law. <laughs> Naomi said, sit back and relax, my dear daughter, until we find out how things turn out. That isn't, that man isn't going to fool around. Mark my words, he's going to get everything wrapped up today. What? I thought he was trying to save her all of straight to the public square and took his place there. Before long, the closer relative, the one mentioned earlier by Boaz, strolled by. Step aside, old friend, said Boaz. Take a seat. The man sat down. Boaz then gathered ten of the town elders together and said, Sit down here with us. We've got some business to take care of. And they sat down. Boaz then said to his relative, This, the piece of property that belonged to our relative, Elimelech, is being sold. What? By his widow, Naomi, who has just returned from the country of Moab. I thought you ought to know about it. Buy it back if you want it. You can make it official in the presence of those sitting here and before the town elders. You have first redeemer rights. If you don't want it, tell me so I'll know where I stand. You're first in line to do this, and I'm next after you. He said, I'll buy it. Then Boaz added, you realize, don't you, that when you buy the field from Naomi, you also get Ruth, the Moabite, the widow of our dead relative, along with the Redeemer responsibility to have children with her to carry on the family inheritance. Then the relative said, Oh, I can't do that. I jeopardized my own family's inheritance. You go ahead and buy it. You can have my rights. I can't do it. This is a bummer, man. In the olden times in Israel, this is how they handled official business regarding matters of property and inheritance. A man would take off his shoe and give it to the other person. This was the same as an official seal or personal signature in Israel. Oh, a shoe? Interesting. In the olden times in Israel, 
this is how. Oh wait, sorry, I just did it. So when Boaz's redeemer relative said, "Go ahead and buy it," he signed the deal by pulling off his shoe. Boaz then addressed the elders and all the people in the town square that day. You are witnesses today that I have bought from Naomi everything that belongs to Elamelech and Kilian and Mahlon, including responsibility for Ruth, the foreigner, the widow of Mahlon. I'll take her as my wife and keep the name of the deceased alive along with his inheritance. The memory and reputation of the deceased is not going to disappear out of this family or from this his hometown. To all this you are witnesses this very day. All of the people in the town square that day, backing up the elders, said, Yes, we are witnesses. May God make this woman, who is coming into your household, like Rachel and Leah. The two women who built the family of Israel. May God make you a pillar in Ephrath. Ephrathah and famous in Bethlehem with the children God gives you from this young woman may your family rival the family of Perez the son of Tamar born to Judah who's Perez Boaz married Ruth. She became his wife. Boaz slept with her. By God's gracious gift, she conceived and had a son. The town women said to Naomi, Blessed be God, he didn't leave you without family to carry on your life. May this baby grow up to be famous in Israel. He'll make you young again. He'll take care of you in old age. And this daughter-in-law, who has brought him into the world and loves you so much, why, she's worth more to you than seven sons. Naomi took the baby and held him in her arms, cuddling him, cooing over him, and waiting on him, hand and foot. The neighborhood women started calling him Naomi's baby boy, but his real name was Obed. Obed was the father of Jesse, and Jesse the father of David. Oh, here, let me answer my question. This is the family tree of Perez. Perez had Hezron, Hezron had Ram. Ram had Amnadab, Amnadab, 
had nashan, nashan had salmon, salmon had boaz, boaz had obed, obed had Jesse, and Jesse had David.